everybody, and welcome to a new episode of the Awaken Together podcast. I'm Kat, and today I'm joined by Willow Bradner, who identifies as the accidental psychic. And I'm not her pronouns, (laughs) right? (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) It's the self identification. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm so excited to have you here, Willow. We met through Nurture, which is where I work, and you've held plenty of events, but I'm really excited just to share all of your work and what you do, who you are with our community. I think they're all gonna be really excited to learn from you. So you can can you please just start by telling us a little bit more about you, your work, what you do while we're here. Awesome. Thank you. Well, first and foremost, thanks for having me and for all those listening. Thanks for listening. Um, So I call myself an accidental psychic. And I always say that because it's my opinion that no one should, um, like it should be an accident. You know what I mean? I just don't think that you wake up one day and you're like, oh, I think I'm going to grow up and be a psychic medium. I think you kind of fall into this and stumble into this. So I was, for me, in my 13th year as a hairdresser, when I started to notice that people were calling me on the weekend and coming to my house when I wasn't doing their hair. And I know it sounds like such a, such a dumb thing to assume that people loved me so much that they would come to me on the weekend and call me when they weren't getting their hair done, that they would come and ask advice from me. And at the time, I literally believed that I was just the smart friend that they needed And it never occurred to me that I was handing out information that came from somewhere bigger, brighter. And it also never occurred to me that they should have called their friends, not their hairdresser. You know what I mean? So around that 13th year is also when I got married. And on our wedding night, after everybody had left the party, after copious amounts of alcohol had been consumed, it was my parents left at the party and my sweet brand new husband. And we were just kind of sitting around a campfire, regaling in our love, regaling in the day. And my body took a shift and my voice changed octave a little bit. And my dad looked up at me and was like, I think you're channeling my father. Now I had never met my grandfather. He was not, he had died when my dad was 12. So I wouldn't know the vibration at all. And just as, as my dad pointed out that it sounded like his dad channeling through me, my husband's late mother also tried to come through. And my poor sweet husband, who, by the way, did not sign up for Girl Who Speaks to Dead People, like stood up and was like, you know what? I think I think we need to call the night. I think it's time for bed. And instead of consummating my marriage that night, I stayed up and talked to dead people with my parents and got to know my late grandfather, who I had never met. And we woke up, of course, the next day with like hangovers and thinking, gosh, was that some random party trick? Like, what was that? Assuming it would never happen again. But for me, it was like every time I drank after that, everybody's dead people would show up. And it would be like my best friend Holly's grandmother comes through and I'm sitting across from my best friend Holly. And I'm like, did your grandmother grow cucumbers? And Holly looks at me and goes, "Uh, yeah, we would get to grandma's house and we would jump out of the car and run straight to her garden and pick fresh cucumbers out and just like eat them off the vine. So wild. And so I have in the in the formative years learned how to manage this. I don't drink in psychic anymore. That's a real clear boundary that I have. And um, I did eventually go and get trained when I realized that this thing was not going to go away. Oh my gosh. I love <laughs> That's that. That's the accident of it all. <laughs> yeah, that makes total sense why it's accidental. It just kind of mm-hmm. seems like it was your calling in a way just on like of all nights your wedding night that's so wild talk about uh-huh. like a portal big uh-huh. transformational night in your life um but what do you think it was now I'm curious about how it started out it sounds like every time you drank what do you think it was about alcohol and just changing your frequency that way so two things one is something that I noticed in a lot of people some of our egos are really good at their job And our egos are really just giant cock blocks. They're giant, like get in the way of what is true for us. They want to control. They want to manipulate. They want to just stand in the way of our vibes, of our intuition. And alcohol obviously lowered my ego's inhibitions. It lowered my ego's guard and defense mechanism. And now that I have hindsight being 2020, I can tell you that every time I drank alcohol, 
whether it wasn't always the dead people that showed up, but anytime I would drink alcohol, I would tell people like, oh, you're going to change your job or, oh, your boyfriend's around the corner or, you know, some other fascinating fact that I should not have known about them. So it's like, I had always been accidentally doing this, but the alcohol removed that filter. Mm -hmm. And so having to train myself to lower my ego Mm -hmm. was the, the differential being able to lower my manipulation, my control. And really what is manipulation and control, but fear. Manipulation and control is just our contrived energy of trying to control and manipulate what's around us is also the antithesis of trust. So Mm -hmm. I was always out of trust, always in fear. Mm -hmm. And for me, becoming a psychic wasn't about learning how to do this magic trick. It was learning how to trust myself, the universe at large, and learning to let go of my ego's need to manipulate everything. That's beautiful. I've I've heard that. Um, I've been studying up on psychic mediumship ever since uh, I attended one of your events. I think it was just like a week and a half ago now. Um, and it was incredible. And I'll share more about that in a sec. But something that really stuck with me that I learned from this book I'm listening to called Choosing to Be a Medium by Sharon Farber. Or sorry, sorry, I think it's choosing to be, yeah, choosing to be a medium. That's it. Um, on Audible, she says that. A surrender is a really, really big part of being able to channel and receive and give these messages. And um, I think that's really in alignment with what you just shared. Yes. It's yeah. so much about like, I, I'm working actually with a gal who's just coming out as a medium right now. And I'm trying to get her on my team because I can't see as many clients as as the clients want to see me right now. Um, And I want it to be an available thing. I really do think that the medium aspect, which for, for the listeners, the difference between a psychic and a medium is simple. A psychic is one that is communicating solely with your guides and your angels and is able to both see your past, your present and your future. So we have that availability. Now the future is ever changing based on your decisions and it is not set in stone. So a lot of people will be like that psychic got it wrong. No, that psychic saw you going to the right. And then when you left that reading, you went to the left. Whatever was said in that reading was actually catalytic to get you to move in a different direction or in the direction that was best for you. So um, psychics have that power or that availability to get the guides and angels channeling through them. Hmm. A medium is such that we communicate with your late loved ones, those who have crossed over onto the other side. I am both. So I am both communicating with angels and guides simultaneously also able to communicate with your loved ones on the other side. To communicate with your lost loved ones, in my opinion, the challenge is I feel your grief. Mm -hmm. I feel your desire to communicate with that person on the other side. And I feel sometimes their shame or their desire to be here also. And having to get both of your emotions out of the way. And then my desire to not let you down, my ego's desire to not let you down is my cock block. Wow. That sounds really hard. I have to remove my desire to make sure that you are communicated with Mm -hmm. by your people out of the way so that I can communicate. And I think that has been, it took me from my wedding day. It has taken me almost eight years to fully embrace the mediumship. Mm, wow. That's, that's a journey. <laughs> that's why it'd be the getting out of my own way because yeah. having been a hairdresser, my entire energetic design, my, my entire physicality is really built in service. I've never worked in any other career other than some service driven business, whether it was serving coffee, whether it was doing hair and now even of this. Mm-hmm. And from the service perspective, it's how might I serve you? How might I make you happy? In hair, people bring you a picture, you cut in color to their desired effect and you do your very best. And if they don't like it, they're allowed to come back and say, you know, this hair right here and this hair right here don't match. Can you fix that? In psychic medium, I can't change what comes out to to make it so that you're happy. The messages are purely designed specifically to your need, whether you like the message or not. 
Oof. <laughs> and having to be okay that you're not okay with the message that comes out has been a huge challenge. Oh my gosh, I can only imagine because I'm sure people go to you um, into these evenings with a purpose, with um, whether it's looking to connect with someone or looking for clarity. And I'm sure sometimes clarity is not what's actually given, but it's um, maybe more questions, right? It is more questions. Sometimes it's a lot more questions. You asked a really interesting question at the Wine and Woo that you came to, which was how do I get more clarity and guidance from my people upstairs. And one of the answers I often get, which was not your answer, but I'll share the answer that I most often get is your guides and angels are always communicating with you. You just don't like the answer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we are again, our ego is designed to manipulate and control. Yeah. And our ego is like, no, I want to make this much money. Or I had a gal the other day who was like, I want to have babies by the time I'm 25 and be married. And I was like, so in essence, what you say when you say you want to have babies and be married by 25 is I'll take whatever piece of trash is here because I have yeah. a timeline. Then I said, what if you said, I want to meet the match that's for me at the time that the universe aligns us mm-hmm. and we will have children then if that is also what is of our highest good. A completely I mean, different energy. Totally different energy. Yeah. Suddenly you're not like aligning yourself to have to be divorced minutes after having children or going through hard earth things because you're trying to to juxtapose your manipulation and rather you're like oh I'm open to and that goes back to that surrender word I'm open to what happens in the time frame that is in alignment for me that reminds me of a quote like tell God that you have a plan and don't laugh it's just yeah if you want to make God laugh make a plan yeah, exactly. It's like, yes. Okay, that that's cute, right? That's funny. Um, but here's what's actually going to go down. <laughs> right. I'm going to pull the carpet out from underneath you. This is going to be hilarious. Right? <laughs> I'm sure there's a lot of laughter upstairs. <laughs> oh, man. Yes. So I'd love to share a little bit more about you know, like your group readings, because that's how I experienced you um, for the first time. And I know this is... Uh, it's such a fun evening too, because you're also hilarious. (laughs) You're also just such an amazing performer and holding the space and making sure that, um, that it's entertaining for everybody being there. Because I think within each reading that you give, we can also see parts of ourselves, even though we're not the one, um, having like the spotlight in that moment. It just makes me kind of think about all of these different things in my life that have transpired. Um, seemingly in ways that I didn't even think about, but they just happen how they're supposed to. So um, can you share about more of your group events? I know it's been wine and woo, but I think that's changing um, and where people might be able to find you if they're local. Yes. Um, So I have my last Denver wine and woo April 5th. I believe is the date. Um, you can go to my website to get information about that, willowbradner.com. Um, but the Wine and Woo, which is now being rebranded as the Wild and Woo, because so many people are choosing um, to be alcohol-free. And it was being asked of me from multiple directions to please remove the word wine. Mm-hmm. So um, I just, I'm, and I'm totally up for however you guys want to come to this. If you want to drink, I'm great for it. But if you want to be more in the choosing of sobriety, or choosing to be alcohol-free. That's also great. So um, for me, the group thing was this. I was a stand-up comic and an actress before I was a hairdresser, before I became this weird psychic thing. Um, So for me, the entertainment is supernatural and it's really easy to get into that. And I had seen psychic mediums do stage readings before, and it was always so heavy and dark and like really energetic and people would leave and they wouldn't be necessarily like uplifted. They would be like still in the tears of the other people that had, had come before them. And for me, it was just natural that I want to make people laugh anyways. And so I started thinking, can I be a stand-up comic with a side of psychic or can I be a psychic with a side of stand-up comedy? And so those two really started to combine. And what I love about that, and I heard from a comic some time ago was that comedy is the essence of 
bringing people to the brink of tear, bringing people to that brink of holding their breath and, and going in emotionally with you and then dropping a fart joke kind of thing. And that it's actually that tension and that release that makes people laugh. And I thought, what a beautiful concept, because as well, I don't want anybody leaving, carrying other people's energy and laughter breaks Mm-hmm. that hard energy laughter actually is the cleansing juice that one needs mm-hmm. when we are energetically intertwined mm-hmm. it's that laughter that transitions us from one person's reading to the next person's reading mm-hmm. and it helps to break that like cycle of energy between each other um when i'm doing a big group i also am looking at that entertainment perspective of how do i get everybody captivated and everybody's reading and not make it feel like I want my turn. I want my turn. I want my turn. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You did that so well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you shared something, you reminded me, you shared something um, during, it was Valentine's day. So a lot of the sharings were about love Um, and it was perfect because my friend who attended had just gone through a breakup and it was just so um, such great timing, but something that you shared that really stuck with me that I also used as my theme for my yoga classes for the past week was that you can care. Caring is beautiful, but you don't have to carry. Yes. Care, but you don't have to carry. And I just yeah. love that because it gives so much permission just to oh like my. show up. Um, I think the whole like, I don't give a fuck culture, like that's out. <laughs> and like accepting that we care, we care about so many things. And that's a beautiful part of life, but that we don't have to keep that emotional baggage on our shoulders and let us weigh us down into the rest of our lives. I think that empath message needs to be louder in that vibration. And I think that I have no fucks to give thing is like a really great idea, but it, it, frankly, it's untrue. It's so super duper untrue. And I think the people screaming it at the top of their lungs, like I have no fucks left to give. I'm like, you are the biggest carer in the whole wide world. And that's why you're trying to cut your cords and you don't know how to cut those energetic cords or all the cares that you do have. So it's like, the carrying, I think what we do with and for our friends, with and for our family is we want to unburden. We want to create freedom for our friends and our family. And I think that that's why we end up carrying. But what we don't understand is that just us carrying their burden doesn't unburden them. Right. And I think that's the part that we're not understanding. And then we end up in our desire to unburden for people. We end up shooting on them. Mm -hmm. We end up telling them what they should do Mm -hmm. based on our own projection of what works for us. But that is not going to work for them. Right. And I'm going to put it in this way. I don't love to share this story that much, but I'll share it for you guys is when so i had cancer in 2021 mm. greatest gift for me i got lucky i know that not everybody's going to get lucky but my favorite friend was a yogi friend of mine and she was not particularly close to me we're not tight friends but she came to my house i had in my cancer journey 50 people every day, come pick me up and drive me to treatment. I had treatment five days a week. So somebody would come to my house and drive me to treatment, a different person every day. Somebody would come and walk me every day so that I would not get stagnant on my couch or in my vibes. And somebody would cook for me every single day. And I just invited all these people into this. It was uncomfortable. What I noticed was the discomfort in people wanting me to be happy. Mm -hmm. want me to feel good. And this one friend that I'm bringing into this conversation sat with me and cried. Mm -hmm. And I thought the power of being okay to feel with my vibes, not take away my vibes, not try to transition my vibes, not try to unburden my vibes, but trying to just, or, or just allowing me to be with it and her allowing herself to be in that with me. That was magical. And that has served me in so many ways that I didn't realize that ability to be in grief with somebody, that ability to be in hard with somebody without needing, again, we go back to that manipulation word, without needing to manipulate or control. Mm -hmm. 
Oh, that's beautiful. That that actually unburdened me the most. Yeah. And she didn't carry it with her. She was in it with me. Does that make sense? It sure does. And it takes someone who's really comfortable with themselves and comfortable with all of their emotions, right? It takes someone who's really done a lot of work on themselves um, to be able to do that. And I think that's so beautiful. I'm so glad you were able to have that. It was magical. And I just, I I would wish for anybody to try this. And again, it will be a try initially until you're comfortable feeling other people's feelings. But I think when we feel other people's feelings, we don't then carry it. If we allow ourselves to be in their vibration, we won't then take it home with us. Exactly. Then it kind of just moves through you. Right. You let go of it a little bit. Which too. is very somatic therapy-ish. You yeah. Know, like to let it flow through you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ooh, well, thanks for sharing that story. I think that's a beautiful example of just like the the depths, right? Um the nuances you know, of it. The nuances of it, exactly. Having to like, I I just this image came to my head of like seeing somebody down in a ditch and it's the difference of like throwing a rope down to them or actually like climbing down with them, being with them and then getting out together. Mm -hmm. Being able to hold that with someone I think is so special. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. So thinking about how like your gifts with mediumship, this is spiritual awakening podcast. We have a lot of like witchy people, a lot of people who are empaths and a lot of people who I think are very interested in this work. And I'm curious, I've been learning about how there are different types of mediums. And actually one thing that I um, thought of when you were sharing earlier is how all mediums are psychic, but not all psychics are mediums. Yes. (laughs) Like, oh, that's an interesting way to think of it. So when you were sharing the difference, I'm like, yes, okay, that sinks in a little bit deeper. But I'm curious, how do you receive messages? Mm, That's a really good question. Um, So the guides and angels speak to me through, so there's all the different clarities. So the clara audience, the clairvoyant, um, the clara sentient, and then the clara sentient, which you and I (laughs) have a little bit. And I have more of the claricognizance, which is the combination. It's not special. I just want to be clear. Like, again, there, I hate hierarchy and spiritualism. I think it's super dumb. But claricognizant, I want to say, is just basically like you're a full combo. Like you understood how to use all your clarities together. So some people make claricognizant sound like it's some sort of extra super duper power in this. But it's really just you know how to quickly combine all the messages into one single spot. Mm. So it feels like it's being dropped in. So for me, it's not that I don't see or hear or sense or smell. It's like I get them all at once. And so Mm. the messages that I derive from the guides and angels are really, they feel like they're dropped in. So I can, for example, if somebody says, I'm looking for my guy, this is just an example from a wine and mood the other day. Somebody asked where her dude was and if he was ever coming. And I started describing him and I said, but I want to be clear. He doesn't live here. And I hope you're open to move. I think he's in California. And she looks up and goes, "Uh uh-huh. So I'm moving to California in one week. Oh my God. Yeah. So, but I get that information delivered in that way. So Mm -hmm. I'm seeing, sensing, feeling this gentleman who's coming on her behalf. I see and sense what kind of career he has. And then I hear very distinctly that he is not here. He's in California. Mm -hmm. And so then I get all those pieces of information. And when I'm speaking to your loved ones, your loved ones come in because I was a hairdresser. Your loved ones always show their hair first to me. So I start describing, and I just learned this word the other day. Apparently I'm an evidentiary, I don't know how to say the word, psychic. So I give evidence to prove that I have your person in. So when you're doing the mediumship, if you have a medium who's like, yes, I've got Joe from the other side and he says blankety blank, but they haven't provided evidence that it's in fact your person, I would be wary of that medium. Yeah, I can see that. You want to know that they're really bringing in your person. And occasionally I'll have people that are like, nope, that's not my person. And I'm like, great. Let's wait until we get all the energy in. I'm not interested in bringing in just some wonky energy that might feel like Joe. I want Joe in. So I ask, does Joe have like, 
little to no hair here, but he might have hair around his side. Did Joe dress this way? Does Joe's vibration feel like this? Did Joe have books? Did he have a lazy boy chair that he always sat in? And I'll add all this evidence in. And once we're clear that I have your Joe in, then the reading really does commence. I really respect that. And I can see that being so much more impactful and just kind of allows the person's ego to go aside, right? Because it's like you've kind of provided proof to them um, that this is that person. Right. One of the new things that's happening with the loved ones on the other side that I'm obsessed with and it's new. And I think it's just like the more I develop, the more I trust, the more I understand that I can like every day I do. Anytime I go into a wine and woo or a wild and woo, I'm like, will your people show up? Will my guides and angels show up? Well, I I mean, I'm always nervous and I'm always a wreck and I'm always scared every single time that I do it. I'm not some special, unique person that doesn't have an ego. Like I still am nervous and a wreck every time. Mm -hmm. And I pray to God that they show up because again, my ego is, I don't want to let you down. I do not want to let the people who are paying me down. And I want to be that conduit. I want to be that vibration for you guys. So I'm scared always that it's not going to work. But one of the things that is working that is so cool is they're starting to show me who they're with on the other side. So they'll immediately say like, I'm with my brother. And sometimes the brother is in essence, brother from another mother, but they'll describe who they're with. Even mm-hmm. sometimes they'll be like, yes, and I'm with your mom or yes, I'm with my sister. And it's so cool. They always show me if, if you can't see my arm is like linked. So they'll show me who they're linked to on the other side and who they're hand in hand with. And that is so freaking cool. Like that's a new development that just recently has happened that they're starting to point out who they're hanging out with. That is so cool. And that did happen in the wine and woo um, that I was in with you. And I remember it wasn't the person, um, like the person wasn't linked. It was someone's dad and she was expecting it to be her mom. And you said like, no, it's it's his brother. And uh-huh. kind of reasoned with her of like why it wasn't her mom. And it really landed with her. So I think uh-huh. that expectation again, just putting that all aside and being more open to understand like what's true and what's real and why it's that way. Well, and then something that also keeps being asked that I don't know if, again, I don't know. I I, I grew up in a family that um, doesn't care that much. Mm. <laughs> but like, we don't have a whole lot of like lineage. Like my parents don't care about the lineage. They don't care about their grandparents. They don't care about the family that we came from. There's nothing precious about the human experience is essentially how I was raised. And so I get a lot of people asking if like the grandparents care about the grandkids, if the if they're like hanging out, looking after the grandkids. And I keep asking that question and it doesn't feel relevant to me that they're like up there just spending all their time hanging out, looking after us. I think we want them to. Yeah. And I think we want them to love, care, and respect us the way that we miss them. Mm-hmm. And I'm not positive that that, at least in my experience, I would love to be wrong about this, but in my experience, I don't see them. It's not that they don't love us or care about us, but I don't see them like every day, like with binoculars looking down at us and like, she needs to go right. You know, Ooh, we're with the grandkids every second of every day. Like they're busy upstairs doing other things too. Like they are meeting their other soul tribe upstairs too. I and think that part is where the lack of understanding comes because I think from what I've gathered and I mean, what I've, I've even thought is like, oh, afterlife, there's nothing else to do, but look down on earth and see everybody who you loved and what they're doing in life. Like it's some sad, <laughs> like that's right. an old that like uh-huh. And I think we miss them so much in our grief that we are very hopeful that that is all that they are doing is caring about us. Right. But there is an evolution. The way that I see life and death is that death is actually a graduation. And I know that sounds really tragic for some to believe that possibly we would graduate into a different energetic, but we are leaving the skin suit and we are moving upwards, if you will. And into an energetic vibration that is different than human. Human is a, this is school as I'm being told and taught is like, this is just, it's like where we learn how to do things. It's like a video game. 
where we're learning how to do stuff down here. And then up there, it's a lot more freed and a little bit lighter energies. And sometimes we are hanging out with those who have crossed over as well. Sometimes we're immediately incarnating into one of your grandkids or one of your other people. Um, Sometimes we're even graduating beyond that and learning different powers and energies. A lot of times when I'm communicating with those on the other side, I'm being given a hologram. And it's just their energetic message that's left behind. Oh my gosh. I feel like this will have to be a whole other podcast episode. <laughs> like what happens after death? Just sharing theories and concepts uh-huh. and things. And that's like all that. it is. It's all theory. We're not dead. So we're just getting fragments of what's to come. And I think, I think if I can say anything, our desire to understand the unknown of what's coming for us and what is coming next in life, I think that is both crippling and if we can, again, move our ego past the need to know what happens when we die or what happens tomorrow, we will have the freedom and abundance that we're looking for, that potential. Mm-hmm. But I'm really curious. This is something that has been showing up for me. The more I read about history, the more that I understand how short our lifetime span is really here and that we are incarnated and that we do come back again, the less I care about this time frame and I don't mean that in a negative way I actually mean it in a so I can fail so I can flail so that I can go big or go home so that I can not worry about getting it perfect but just getting it done at all it's been expanding my ability to use the potential in me all of us are gifted this huge amount of energy. If you imagine potential being your energetic battery in your body, and that all of us are using 10% approximately of the energetic battery that we're gifted with a few people really using and compelled to use that 90% of their battery. If, if you could turn up the volume and not be so afraid, if you could trust in yourself and trust in your potential and trust that you're here for a really short period and you don't need to worry about the unknown and just freaking go for it oh powerful how much more could you do <laughs> right it's just limitless then I love that way of thinking uh-huh yeah, yeah. It, it reminds me of just you know thinking about how like what is real I think all of our problems and these things our responsibilities in life expectations get so big but if we just kind of zoom out and realize that we're on this floating rock in the middle of space uh-huh. then it's just also that same way of thinking like okay we're back uh-huh. Yes. And if we can just move into, and I know that this framework is uh, so, so trite to say this, but like, if we could move into the framework that we are here for just a minute and a blip, and that it's really about having a good time. It's not about making babies necessarily. It's not about finding love necessarily. It's not about your career necessarily. These are all, again, the ego's construct. Mm-hmm. It's all society's construct here to get here and figure out what you want to be when you grow up and make enough money so you can retire someday and find somebody that you want to make out with and have babies with someday, you know, like, holy cow, just those five things, just those five things stand in the way of self-actualization a lot of times. Yeah. Cause if we were just approaching life, like what's going to, what can I do right now to make me happy? <clears throat> yeah. What's today going to bring? What will today bring me? And if I should meet somebody that I'm willing to make out with for a long period of time, great. Then that's how that will go. Exactly. You know? and if, if I have enough money in my bank account to pay for the roof over my head, wonderful. Right. And, you know, if one day that person you want to make out with anymore, you don't want to make out with anymore, then it's <laughs> the end of that chapter. And it wasn't a mistake. It was just graduation like graduation day, yes, graduation into the next chapter. And right. you learn so much, but oh, great. Great points. I love this so much. Um, now to transition into maybe a, a darker side, I'm okay. curious if you believe that there are um, also dark or evil spirits, because I think that a lot of people might be afraid of mediumship because of the potentiality that there are that there's evil out there and that it could attach to them. So I'm curious for your thoughts on that. 
Okay, this is a hard, deep question, guys. And this is just how I have depicted it all of my life. So when I first started in this business, when I first was getting trained, the first person that I worked with was a lint roller for stuck and yuck energy. Mm. He was very empathic. He loved dark energy. And I would leave his energy, quote unquote, healing sessions with bugs on me. So it's almost like he bugged me. I do believe that there is, there are darker energetic bugs and there are some people who are more likely to get those bugs. So let me just explain the bugs. I just call them bugs because I don't want to attach any further information onto them. Okay. So I want to be really clear with you guys that I'm only attaching like light vibration energy around it because I want you to just think of it as just bed bugs. Okay. And they can be eradicated very easily. If you are somebody who suffers struggles with depression, bipolar disorder, uh, anxiety, I'm not saying that you are going to inevitably attract it, but you are more likely to. The darker vibrations can only attach to people who can meet them at those vibrational levels. Mm -hmm. If you are somebody who is seeking treatment for depression, bipolar disorder, or anxiety, you will less likely be picking up these bugs. Okay. Little things can help to also transform, transition, transmute your vibes so that you are less likely to pick up these bugs. Number one, always put a sponge, not a scrubby uh, sponge, but like a soft sponge in your bra. I like to cut them in heart shapes and I put them in my bra and I say, okay, you are here to simply pick up all the bad vibes and bad juju so that I'm not the lint roller. So I just make it a habit. I put it in, I wash it out at night. Once it's dry, I put it in. I have a couple so that I'm never without. The other thing is some people really are great with crystals. They love the crystals. Choose a couple of crystals that are high vibe and stick those in your purse or pocket. And again, say to those crystals, you're here to pick up the bugs so that I don't have to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Number three is if you are somebody who likes smells, choose a smell, choose a doTERRA, choose a young living. I don't give a fuck which you know, smell is your smell. Choose something that has high vibration and put that on and that will be your shield for the day so that you don't pick up other people's vibes. Last and number four thing to do, if you are somebody who loves to pick up bugs, then you would think that you might be a lint roller of stuck in yuck vibes. Please take a salt bath at the end of your day and or salt scrub if you only have a shower. Do sugar scrub or salt scrub and make a point of making noise, getting one of those song bowls or something of that and just gonging yourself every day when you get home from work, okay? Those are gonna clear out the bugs. Evil, I'm not into, but we do know that there are sociopaths. We do know, but the sociopathic brain is such a minute, minute group of people, but there are energetic kidnappers and those are the dark vibey energies. And again, we notice the energetic kidnapper more in the bipolar and the addict brain. The addict brain is also just a kidnapper that got into somebody's vibration and stole part of who they were ultimately. Mm. But again, we can gong that out. We can work with pharmaceutical people, like people who are psychiatrists, to help change our vibrations, okay? I don't believe totally in the woo that you can just eat your way out of this. I don't believe totally in the woo that you can just mindset your way out of this. If you have cracks that need filling up, if your serotonin levels do not excrete chemicals in a righteous way and there is a down day, that is the day that you can pick up energetic bugs. I am a medium that does not luckily suffer from or have experienced low vibration. So I don't have mental health disorder and I'm not saying that that's bad or wrong for anybody. It just happens that I am so fucking puppies and rainbows, but it's really unlikely that an energetic bug is going to get on me Mm. unless somebody plants one on me. Right. So I'm not passing them on. Yes. Oh, thank you for sharing um, all of that. I think especially those four tips, those are things that um, shouldn't be like the first thing that our audience is hearing this too. So hopefully it just helps. It's like a nice reminder to further integrate and plant those roots deep in when clearing your space, when cleansing your body. And I love the idea of a heart sponge in your bra. Uh-huh. <laughs> I love that. Try that. That's awesome. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Again, it's, it's right. Not, and it's not like, and, and those who are super, super deeply empathic, those are small tips, but I really want to say if you're deeply empathic, AKA 
you generally, and I am generalizing here and I know somebody might at me, but generally, if you're highly empathic, you are also somebody who is likely suffering with mental health. And I say suffer, you don't have to suffer. We do not have to suffer. And I am a, I am a big proponent. And I only learned this after cancer because I was all organic mama for years until I still got cancer, even though my energy was clear, even though I ate all the organics, I still got the cancer. And so what I have gathered from my experience with with major medical is God made that too, by the way, the universe and spiritual made pharmaceuticals, by the way. So you go get yourself some SSRIs and help yourself feel better today. <laughs> I love it. Great message. No shame, no guilt. They're here. I am so over the manifestation of illness. I'm so over now. Like you can eat yourself out of this. I do believe that health is going to help. I do believe that herbs and taking care of your body will help, but God also, universe, source, whatever you want to call it, brought us doctors, brought us medicine, brought us technology. So we don't have to suffer. Right. And we're living here in this time for a reason with all of that. We used to die if we got an infection, people. Right. And so, so we're all like, oh no, 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 no. I'm not getting cancer. Like I got so shamed in cancer by my own people because I went the way of traditional medicine because I have a daughter, by the way, because my sister-in-law died because she went the natural way and she didn't make it because she refused to do cancer treatment. She's dead. And I had seen it up close and personal. I was like, I have a daughter. I intend to be here for, I intend to be here. And I don't, I know it's going to cause some stuff in my body, but I'm going full chemo, full radiation. I'm doing it. And I had people quit me as like, they were like, you manifested this. You're doing, I cannot believe that you're going the chemical route. And I'm like, doctors. (laughs) Like we, we celebrate the universe, but now we're not celebrating doctors. We're not celebrating science. We're not celebrating technology. Oh my gosh. guys, We we have to have it all. It's all here on purpose. Marry them both. I do acupuncture. I do health food and I do chemo and radiation. I'm so with you. I believe in everything you're saying. And I'm so glad you're sharing that. And um, I'm so sorry that you had to deal with all the naysayers and the haters and just the ego people. Um, I just think it matters that we say that part out loud. I do think a lot of people think that, you know, we have to go this one route, especially if we're in this awakened spiritual space, is that somehow we have to be all natural. And it's like, no, that's where we began, but we also have calibrated and added on to all of that with these other magical things. Exactly. Our life expectancy has grown for a reason, thanks to these things. So let's use them. They're here for us. <laughs> oh my gosh. Amazing. So thinking about our audience and how um, I have a sense that people listening to this are going to be really excited about mediumship. Also, um, just I think that they're going to be resonating with a lot of what you're saying. Even some people might be like, oh yeah, when I drink, I experience similar things. So (laughs) I'm curious what your advice might be for anybody who's listening, who might be interested in kind of deepening or growing or developing in this way of mediumship. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Go for it is what I say. I think more is more. So I I think all of us, if we have the availability, if we have the desire to grow the the ability, absolutely, please do. Um, The big thing that I would say is back to the question that you asked about, are there darker energies in the medium or even in the psychic? When choosing somebody to work with, please do choose the channel, aka the person that vibrates at your level. If you are somebody who's sensitive to those darker vibrations, find somebody who's going to train you at the higher, lighter vibration that might feel better to you. You always want to find that psychic or that medium um, that comes from the light. And there are those who come from the dark who appreciate, like my first guy who trained me was very invested in the dark. I had to find people who were of the light to train me after him. 
Um, I do have a course in class. If anybody's interested, I'm happy to, it's, it lives in perpetuity. It lives on my website. I don't tout it or sell it per se, like I used to, but it is there for anybody who is interested in learning more and developing their abilities more. Wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing that. I think that will go really far just for people uh-huh. to check out, including myself. Now I'm super yes, curious. <laughs> there is a free masterclass on my website as well. That is, you can just go log into willowbradner.com and it's a free, I believe there's like four classes, like four little classes on it, but it'll teach you how to understand your intuition and your ego so that even that will help you develop your intuition a lot more and in a more generous manner. That's huge, right? That's huge for so many things that we talk about in life. Um, Wonderful. And my last question is, um, are you picking anything up for me? (laughs) Oh, that's so sweet. That's so sweet. Let me look. Do I have your permission? You sure do. I'm so curious. I was kind of thinking about it all morning of just what might naturally come to you, what my guides might want me to hear today. (laughs) Are you making out? Because the first thing I hear is love for you. Oh, yeah. I'm in a really good place right now with my husband. Yeah. 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 To me, it just feels like love is where you're settled and settling in your spirit. Um, for you, when you're the most grounded is, I don't know if you guys sit to, to uh, sit with each other on the couch, like into each other, but that's how they're putting it is if you're reading, it's really a sort of a snuggle read situation, but that's what really grounds you out is that rooted place in love for you helps you to get more inspired and more into your own intuition is when you are in that space of love and groundedness. Um, I a hundred percent resonate with that. Just going <laughs> to say that. But like we've been snuggling since 2011. So I love it. I love it. Well, and that's again, for those of us who are channeling more than others, we have to have our tether to the earth when we're in spiritual space. I think that's the other aspect is tethering to the ground is finding that grounded space to help us open up to our psychic or our intuition. Um, If we don't have ground and we just go into outer space, we don't make sense. Yeah. We're not able to be a bridge or ladder for the people on earth. If we're only living in outer space. And so oftentimes we choose partners who are tethers, who are more of the grounded variety so that we can reach further, higher, faster. I love that. Um, Yeah. I also want to say that it feels to me like your business, and I understand that you're currently working in the sales space for the nurture, but it does feel like your business is wanting desperately for you to expand it. It is asking for you to make time for it in a way that you might not have. And if you can do sales for other people, then it's time for you to turn the sales on for yourself and your business and stop being shy to it and start listening to it in the way that it's asking you to hear it. Um, And it doesn't feel like the coach word feels right for you. It feels more like um, partner for people to be riding the path with them. And again, I'm going to go back to something that I said to you in the white and woo, which is, I do believe, especially once you get the sniffer situation worked out, I do believe that you are going to end up more in the medical medium side of things. And I'd really love to see you in pursuit of understanding more in the nature, holistic path of your psychic abilities. Mm. I'm so excited. I've been researching so much. And just to fill in our listeners, um, I feel like this is important to share. But in my group reading with Willow last week, she said that my guides were pointing to my nose and how um, that meant that like I have this Claire sentience, but with the sense, I think it's Claire all, I forget the word for it. It's a funny word that it is between the two of them. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But that I would be able to sniff out illness in people. And so I've done so much research on that. And um, three days later, I went to the dentist and I had a 360 x-ray, which they do once a year. And they found that I have a pretty large cyst in my sinus cavity. And so then I messaged Willow right after. I was like, um, how did my guides 
come like bring you this message of my nose. And you just shared how they were just pointing to my nose. Okay, well, here's what happened. (laughs) Yeah. So at at that too, I had to admit that maybe I had misread it because she was talking more about her career in the health coaching space and into that to to the more holistic-y space. And I hear anytime they point to the nose, especially when I'm dealing with somebody who is really interested in health and wellness, that it is that they're able to smell. And I curiously wonder if it was part of you that as well was, but didn't know how to read it. And the cyst is going to help clear that out so that you can. That's what I'm hoping for. That's what I'm really like holding on to right now. (laughs) I'm really excited to see what this, I mean, again, excited is excited, scared is how I would put it. um, Because I want to make sure that it's a healthy situation that they're able to easily remove for you and that it's not going to cause greater harm, obviously. But I'll be really excited to see how that transforms and transitions your ability to take in information for other people as well. Me too. Thank you. I will definitely keep you posted. And everything you shared today already has my gears turning um, and is in super alignment with a couple ideas that I've had for my business and just the ways that I want to take it forward. So just an, another little boost that, that yes. I'm in the right yes. path. <laughs> yes, you are. Yes, you are. Absolutely. And don't hesitate to be writing. If you're not writing daily blogs, if you're not and those blogs will eventually become the book. So just know that you don't have to sit down and write a book. You just have to write those blogs whenever you are inspired and you write it. Just imagine it's a chapter. Okay. Okay. I love it. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much, Willow. This has been such a joy. And um, I I want to hear from your words. How can our listeners connect with you? Um, I'm always on the Facebook and the Instagram and the TikTok. I'm TikTok obsessed. If you just want to see me in comedy, it's more on the TikTok. Um, so you guys can always join me and it's again, Willow Bradner. So just join me that way. And my website's named after me because I was raised in a business era where everything's named after us. <laughs> it's just um, easy that way. <laughs> I promise I'm not a narcissist. At least I hope not. God forbid. <laughs> Let me know if I am. I have two fears, halitosis and narcissism. Um, <laughs> You're hilarious. Oh, well, thank you. I will also link your website and all your socials in the description for this podcast. But so much gratitude for you. Thank you. Thank Thank you. you. Yes. Awesome. Thanks so much. I'll talk to you soon.